Well, today is MLK Day, and it's also, as I'm sure you're aware, the Republican presidential Iowa caucus, a very big day for the presidential candidate setting the tone. And thus, I want to spend some time looking at the final moments before the Iowa caucus in these presidential campaigns. We'll focus on this segment, Ron DeSantis. And specifically, we'll start with a moment where he gets confronted um, or he gets trolled, I should say in the form of a guy from the good liars coming up and presenting ron DeSantis with a participation award and says you know you're not gonna win but we're really proud of you here's a participation award our favorite snowflake so pretty brutal um and pointing out that ron DeSantis doesn't really have a chance it seems anymore in this primary but he's still sticking it out <laughs> he's gonna lose with pride or something and with that being said here's this then i'll show you fox host getting into a little bit of a disagreement about this moment but nothing's gonna stop us uh, real quick before we get started thank you everyone governor DeSantis. i want to present to you this participation trophy <laughs> <laughs> now probably not gonna win the election right but we're proud of you for trying participation trophy sorry buddy sorry he's special right. he's unique and he's our little snowflake uh, thank you here you go and then he gets taken out of the room and regardless of how you feel about that sort of trolling that sort of mockery the point is true probably all DeSantis is gonna get is a participation award in this primary his polls have just dropped and dropped and dropped it's been fascinating to watch and he came into the primary he announced as a candidate, seen as the second place contender. Could he become competitive with Trump if he kept rising the polls? And then it was just the exact opposite. He dropped pretty brutally like a, how does Trump word it? A dead bird or something? Um, bird dropping from the sky. And I'd like to believe the reason why Republicans don't like DeSantis as much as they previously did is because they got to know his policy positions and they want a higher character, better policy platformed candidate. But given who they're siding with in large numbers, Trump, that's probably not the case. And it's probably more about Trump's support, more about Republican voters believing Trump is being victimized by the radical left DOJ or something than them realizing that DeSantis is a bad leader and a bad candidate. But I'll pretend in my head that it's because they've realized those things and so they're against him. Then here was a sort of awkward moment on Fox News responding to this moment. I don't think this is funny. I think this is mean. And I'm I don't just like a it. sucker for a, 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 a prank. A deadpan kind of. He walked up there like, seriously, like, here's your participation trial. You know, he didn't break character. Yeah. I just think I he just took thought it was them off guard, and also well, he, I'm did, not, it, he I'm did it in front of his wife, which tickled. I didn't like that either. I'm not tickled by it like you are. Like, you're really tickled. Well, I was just, by I just giggle. I mean, and I'm, and I'm certainly not offended. I'm, I'm neither on, on. But I get where she's moment. coming from, having been on the trail, the mountain going, to, and I'll. I've said this a thousand times. I'll say it again. Like I'm a big fan of Governor DeSantis, the governor of Florida. He did a fantastic yeah, he's job. An amazing governor. But ultimately, he's not going to win, and, and it's not going to, I think, bode well for him. But. I just thought it was funny. Anyway. Every, I mean, everyone knows he's not going to win in Iowa, so why do you <clears> want to <throat> just stick the knife in and embarrass him in front of his wife? I don't like that kind of stuff. So, anyway. Well, that's an interesting discussion. Also, <laughs> of note. <laughs> I'll and send it to way, you next time. You guys have Sorry. your own private 
like text chains. I'm not so. offended I was left off of yeah, the conversation. I'm just curious, like, what went into his calculation? I'm not sending this one to Will, just Let to Rachel. See. There's got to be context. <laughs> All right, by the way. So before the moment I showed you, it was brought up that a text was sent from one of the hosts to another and not their group text. So then that's what they're discussing there. Why don't you send it to all of us? A very weird discussion to have live on the air. But to the DeSantis conversation, it is strange to think about what comes next for him because he's not going to win the primary. He might even come in third. My expectation is it will be Trump, Haley, DeSantis at the end of the day. Uh, but then what? Does he try to get back in the good graces of Trump? Probably, unfortunately. It's going to be really humiliating to watch. And Trump will probably gladly um, pretend like he likes DeSantis again as he swings back and forth with all these people in a very strange manner and his voters just don't seem to care. And so then DeSantis just goes back and is the governor of Florida and pretends like Trump's wonderful after everything. That's going to be brutal. Um, but we'll see how it all plays out. Then I have for you a clip at a different event in Iowa where DeSantis gets confronted about his lack of a willingness to address gun violence. And yes, the fact that he doesn't answer this question is interesting, but I kind of expected that. More so take note of, because we know he doesn't want to implement more common sense gun regulations. He actually wants to loosen, can you imagine? gun regulations even further. So that is not the headline here to me. Instead, it's just how strange he comes off while he's trying to interact like a normal human with this voter. Take a look. And who or where are you from? What are you doing here? You what? Okay, well, first of all, you're learning to spew propaganda, okay? So you should stop that. All right, do we have any Iowans who have a... Listen, again, most importantly, it's aggravating that he wouldn't address the question and is saying that because, I guess, this individual wasn't an Iowan, he's not going to address the very real subject of gun violence. But also, why is he touching his face so much and <laughs> rubbing his nose and scratching his face? Just take a breath, think I'm a normal person, I'm a normal person, I'm a normal person, and then have the conversation. See how that goes, Ron. Um, and again, I don't know if it's the strangeness of his personality and the fact that he would be a bad president that bothers Republican voters. I think they more so are just jumping on the Trump train, but I'll pretend like that's why, because it makes me feel like the world makes more sense. Uh, then final clip we'll look at here. DeSantis points out something that's absolutely true about Trump, but he's probably going to jump right back into this after he drops out of the race. He cares about you can be the most worthless Republican in America but if you kiss the ring, he'll say, you're wonderful. You can be the strongest, most dynamic, uh, successful Republican and conservative in America. But if you don't kiss that ring, then he'll try to trash you. You know what? You deserve a nominee that's going to put you first, not himself first. Okay. 
So it's true. Trump will say you're wonderful if you say he's wonderful. The second that you say he's not wonderful, then Trump's going to say you're the worst, no matter the facts of who you are or your record or anything like that. But I expect DeSantis eventually will drop out of the race. Trump will become the nominee. DeSantis will start praising Trump. Trump will start praising DeSantis and it'll all be very awkward, but the voters won't care. That's my expectation. We'll play this clip. We'll say, look at what DeSantis said. Now he's doing the exact thing and the exact reactions happening that he called out, but it won't make any difference. I'll leave it there on DeSantis. Again, we'll be discussing the other candidates today as well. We continue our pre-Iowa caucus coverage, moving from Ron DeSantis to Donald Trump. First clip I'll show you is Trump at a rally being called out for his corruption while he was president. And uh, I'll show you the reaction. I'll give you my reaction to this moment and discuss the corruption to which I'm referring. Thing was perfect. And I did three, I did three rallies. Thank you, darling. Thank you. Thank you. That's all right. Go home to mommy. Your mommy's waiting. Go home to mommy. Okay, so regardless of how you feel about heckling as a means of communicating your point, which I don't think it's that effective going to an event and shouting at somebody, but the point being made there is super important. Trump received millions upon millions upon millions of dollars while he was president from foreign governments through his businesses, something that by itself is outrageous, a violation of the emoluments clause of the Constitution, but also is double outrageous because Republicans don't care about it at all after they've been trying to fabricate similar allegations against Joe Biden. Again, fabrications, they don't have evidence, but they accuse Biden of receiving money from foreign governments. Then their guy actually with the evidence-backed allegations being brought against him, is shown to have received money from foreign governments, again, through his businesses, and they don't care one single bit. Not a concern. Impeach Biden over something foreign government, but nah, nah, don't talk about that with Trump. Crazy. And I'll remind you of this clip while we're on the subject. Saudi Arabia, and I get along great with all of them. They buy apartments from me. They spend 40 million, 50 million. Am I supposed to dislike them? I like them very much. That was during the 2016 campaign. Again, imagine if you had a clip, if Republicans, I should say, had a clip of Biden saying something like that about foreign countries. And then along with it, hard evidence of money flowing to Biden from those very countries. That would be ridiculous. You would see, yes, right-wingers upset about it and people on the left would be upset about it biden would probably be impeached and convicted by now but again with trump no problem at all then you have this clip trump saying even if you're sick as a dog even if you die right after you better come and caucus for me you can't sit home if you're sick as a dog you say darling i gotta even if you vote and then pass away, it's worth it. <laughs> if you're sick, if you're just so sick, you can't. Darling, I don't think. Get up. <laughs> okay. 
uh, I'll leave that one without <laughs> much analysis. Then you have Trump at this same speech saying that Jimmy Carter is the happiest man right now because he doesn't look so bad in comparison to Joe Biden because of the disaster of Joe Biden's presidency, which I don't know if he's talking about the historically effective legislative record of Biden or the stunning economic recovery under Biden or what, but something is this huge disaster, according to Trump, when it comes to Biden's presidency, making Jimmy Carter's look not so bad in comparison. Thus, Jimmy Carter's such a happy guy. And the next sentence, Trump brings up the death of Jimmy Carter's wife. Take a look. I always say Jimmy Carter's the happiest man alive right now, and it's good because he's somewhat elderly, right? Somewhat. My wife went to the funeral of Rosalind two months ago. It was a beautiful funeral. But uh, Jimmy Carter's a happy man right now because people are considering, compared to Biden, his presidency to be a brilliant. My guess would be Jimmy Carter isn't the happiest man alive after losing the love of his life. As Trump noted, then went on to continue saying, but because Biden's doing so bad, he's probably so happy. Then we move away from that speech to Trump in Des Moines, talking to supporters and to reporters. And here he sort of starts, as he does every time he thinks there's a chance he could lose a, an election, thinking ahead to the New Hampshire primary, saying something fishy is going on there. So if I don't do so well, it's because something fishy some fraud was taking place good about something then i won't say we will say that in her case she's absolutely not suited but she's back with this uh, coke money uh, americans it's called americans for chinese prosperity <laughs> you ever hear of americans for prosperity Terrible. yeah it's we call it americans for chinese prosperity it's a bad group they're bad people and we gotta win so they're doing that fighting over here too but it looks like they've been very ineffective uh, but in New Hampshire, they are actually signing people to vote. And I think that's disgraceful. I don't even know if they're allowed to do it. What does that even mean? Signing people to vote? I don't know. But again, he's trying to set up his claims of fraud if he loses New Hampshire. To be clear, I think there's a chance he could lose New Hampshire. That's not going to impact the broader primary. He's going to go on to get the nomination most, most, most likely, unfortunately. But he doesn't even want to lose one single race and so he'll claim it was stolen if he does and he's setting it up there then you have this Sir, if, it's, if it's up to the votes we have so many votes we don't even have to be here today we don't have to campaign but when they add millions of ballots when they do what they did when they go to legislatures and get rejected and then they come down and they do it anyway everything that they got rejected for the legislatures rejected them republican legislatures usually because the Democrats usually got what they want, but we're talking about... So again, he says, we have so many votes, we don't even have to be here today. But when they do what they did, and then goes on to ramble, but the point he's making is, but we do have to be here because we're going to have to win by so much because they're probably going to try to steal it. But who's the they in that situation? The Republicans are part of the Democratic deep state, I guess. The same people who stole the election for Biden are going to steal it for Nikki Haley or something. I don't get even what the conspiracy theory is supposed to be, much less the uh, belief in it, despite no evidence. But again, Trump is just, just in case, throwing out some conspiracy theories, just in case he doesn't do as well as he'd like to. 
One prediction I'll make is in Iowa or New Hampshire, the ones that could be a little bit more close, if he still gets first place, but it's sort of close, I bet he's going to claim fraud. He's still going to win it, but he's going to claim fraud. It's sort of like whenever he won the Electoral College, became president in 2017 after the 2016 election, and then went on to say that it was stolen um, in a sense, or there was mass fraud, a bunch of undocumented immigrants stole the popular vote from him. And then he commissioned the investigation to find the proof, and obviously couldn't because that didn't happen. But it's just like that. He can't even win with integrity much less lose, as we saw in 2020. And on that note, here's Jim Jordan at the previous event we were looking at, introducing Trump and talking about how Trump, he just hates to lose. In that office, I mean, this guy, the, the, one, the thing I love so much about President Trump is this guy hates to lose. Man, and that is, that is a, we got, we got Coach Gable here. Coach Gable knows a thing or two about not losing. Right, you follow Iowa wrestling. You guys, and Polly and I, we got the hotel last night. We watched uh, we watched the Iowa basketball team. Watches Caitlin Clark, Clark girl. She 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 doesn't like to lose either. Yeah, isn't it so great how Trump doesn't like to lose so much that he tried to overthrow American democracy when he did? Isn't that just the best characteristic about him? Do you remember that <laughs> when he was such a sore loser, he couldn't fathom the idea that he lost to Joe Biden and got trounced in the popular vote millions upon millions more joe biden received and then in the electoral college pretty solidly defeated trump as well and trump was so sensitive such a snowflake that he got all of his allies to engage in what prosecutors have deemed a criminal conspiracy to block the peaceful transfer of power by trying to get fraudulent electors to be counted that weren't the actual lawfully selected ones or pressuring Pence to just go along with that plan or just altogether not certify the electoral count or pressuring local election officials to engage in fraud or all these different wild schemes, his allies breaching voting machines, him inciting a mob to attack the Capitol, the block certification of the election, all because, as Jim Jordan says, he just hates to lose. At some point, there actually is uh, hating to lose too much that you would rather kill democracy than accept a loss. So generally, I agree, it's good to like to win and to fight to win, but not when it means literally calling your followers to violently fight to win. Goodness gracious. Uh, next clip here. Trump seems to allude to him being president more than four years if he won this election. But nobody had to call me because I made the commitment and we kept you first in the nation. As long as I have anything to say about it. And that we have a good chance of saying for four years, we'll have a lot to say about it, four years and beyond. Four years and beyond. Maybe he's saying after he was president, he would have something to say about it, but it feels iffy to me. And he's joked before about lifetime presidencies. Oh, we should try that here. Uh, um, I don't doubt the prediction that if not Trump himself, his followers will say, because the other one was stolen from him, he's owed more time or something crazy like that. We'll leave it there. In the next segment, I'll talk about Trump's supporters as we enter into the Iowa caucus. Now I want to discuss in relation to the Iowa caucus tonight. We talked about Sims, we talked about Trump, 
now I want to talk about Trump's supporters. I have some clips for you that to me are rather disturbing. The willingness or even the excitement about a potential Trump dictatorship among many of his followers is concerning to say the least. We'll look at these anecdotes, then we'll look at data on the insanity that is support for Trump in this current moment. I'm honestly just, I've given up trying to understand. Now I'm just presenting this to you with no understanding. I can't give you some articulation of why this is how people feel, but they feel this way and we have to vote against it. The other day, Donald Trump said on his first day, he's going to be a dictator for a day. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, I like that. Would you rather have Donald Trump as a dictator for four years or reelect Joe Biden for four years? I would rather have Donald Trump. I'd like to see the repeal of the Roosevelt law so that he can be a president for a lot more than four years. But we, this country needs a dictator. I hate to say that, but it's the truth. And of course, it's not. But before responding in full, here are a few more examples. And I don't know why the audio is distorted in this TikTok clip to make all the voices sound sort of high and nasally. But here we go. Do you rather have four years of uh, Donald Trump as a dictator or four years of Joe Biden as a president? Donald Trump all the way. Even as a dictator? Yes, yes. Even coming out of Slovakia? Yes, yes. I know that it's a distortion. I'm not making fun of their voices because it's the same interviewer who you just heard before and it sounds completely different. Would you rather have four years of Donald Trump as a dictator or four years of Joe Biden as a president? No, we have a dictator currently, so. Yes, we do. What would you rather have? Four years of Donald Trump as a dictator or four more years of Joe Biden as president? I think I'm choosing Donald Trump as a dictator for four more years. You rather have four years of dictator Trump or four years of a Biden presidency? Four years of a dictator. Okay, you get the point. Same answer over and over and over again. Now, those are just people in clips. We don't know if that's representative, right? We'll get to, again, the data on the insanity in a little bit. But first, while we're talking about supporters of Trump, I want to look at a new supporter of Donald Trump, Doug Burgum the former presidential candidate in this primary before playing a clip of him from the past where he had very different feelings on trump i'll read this from the associated press to you north dakota governor doug burgum endorsed donald trump's comeback bid for the white house sunday ahead of the iowa caucuses a month after he ended his own long shot campaign for the republican nomination so again governor of north dakota he had no chance in the Republican presidential primary. He was on one debate stage. Most people didn't really know who he was, but now he's endorsing Donald Trump. Here's a clip of Doug Burgum while he was running for president getting asked, would you even do business with Trump? And he said no, because it's important to be mindful of and you are judged based on who you surround yourself with. And Trump is so low character, he wouldn't want to surround himself with Trump. Would you ever do business with Donald Trump? Uh, I don't think so. Why? I would, I just think that it's, it's important that you're uh, judged by the company you keep and I... You just wouldn't do business with him? No, I wouldn't. So I went from I want to do business with Trump to I'm endorsing Trump. Is he just doing this because he wants to or is he being promised a cabinet position or what? I don't know but pretty dang crazy. Uh, then I have for you another person who once criticized Trump very harshly and is now singing his praises 
And this comes in the form of Florida Senator Marco Rubio writing on X. When Trump was in uh, the White House, I achieved major policies I had worked on for years, like expanded child tax credit and tough sanctions on regime in Cuba and Venezuela, because we had a president who didn't cave to special interests or let bureaucrats block us. I support Trump because that kind of leadership is the only way we will get the extraordinary actions needed to fix the disaster Biden has created. It's time to get on with the work of beating Biden and saving America. The disaster, is he referring to the capping of insulin costs at $35 out of pocket per month for Medicare recipients or the historic investment in green energy or the infrastructure law, investing in roads, bridges, clean and reliable drinking water, etc., or the historic low unemployment for a longer period of time than we've seen in decades and decades or what is he talking about what disaster it seems that biden took over a disaster and it got a hell of a lot better since he did uh, but as a reminder of the things rubio used to say here is this moment from his republican presidential campaign in 2016 you compared Donald Trump to a third world dictator yesterday in an interview with the New York Times. How so? Well, I don't know about a dictator. I said a third world strongman. Uh, you know, he, he's running for president, so no matter what, he won't be a dictator unless our republic completely crumbles, which I don't anticipate it will. But yeah, here's what happens in many countries around the world. You have a leader that emerges and basically says, forget, don't put your faith in yourselves, don't put your faith in society, put your faith in me. I'm a strong leader and I'm going to make things better by all by myself. This is very typical. You see it in the third world. You see it a lot in Latin. Hmm. Interesting. And he also said this during a campaign event. And once a choker, always a choker. I guess that's what he meant to say. <laughs> he spelled choker, C-H-O-K-E-R, choker. He called me Mr. Meltdown. Let me tell you something. Last night in the debate during one of the breaks, two of the breaks, he went backstage. He was having a meltdown. First, he had this little makeup thing applying like makeup around his mustache because he had one of those sweat mustaches. Then, then he asked for a full-length mirror. I don't know why because the podium goes up to here, but he wanted a full-length mirror. Maybe to make sure his pants weren't wet. I don't know. Then... Okay, so you get the point. Uh, but I, I know the argument would be, sure, he didn't like Trump, but Trump, in his mind, is better than Biden. Obviously, I have a gazillion reasons I go through every single day on the show as to why that's ridiculous, but I'll save that for another day or for my past segments. One other person I want to touch on, then we'll get to some other info, Nikki Haley, just because I was trying to go through all the different big candidates for tonight's caucus. Here's her closing message to Iowans. I think President Trump was the right president at the right time. I agree with a lot of his policies, but rightly or wrongly, chaos follows him. And this is a time for the sake of our kids that we start to right the ship so that we're no longer living in chaos. That's just not going to win over people because Trump's supporters, if they think the chaos is the radical left going after Trump and Trump just being the victim trying to defend himself, why would they abandon him so that we don't have chaos? When again, it's defeating the radical left that would defeat the chaos in their minds. Obviously, it's true. Chaos falls, uh, follows Trump. But it's wrongly. She says rightly or wrongly. It's wrongly because he creates the chaos. But she doesn't want to say it that clearly because he's trying to win over some of those 
supporters. But I just don't understand from DeSantis's perspective or Haley's perspective how they see this going when they're so unwilling to actually aggressively go after Trump for the things he should be gone after for. But it's true that, to their credit, if they did that, if they called out the authoritarian nature of Trump, if they called out the fact that he's openly running on a campaign of authoritarianism, of a dictatorial second term, and has a track record of being anti-democratic in his governance with trying to block the peaceful transfer of power, making himself the first president to try to do that, if they called out the fact that he stands against the most important principles of America, they would lose support in the Republican primary because Republicans don't agree with any of what I just said. Now, take a look at this poll from CBS. Trump using the phrase poisoning the blood of the country to refer to migrants, saying that they're poisoning the blood of the country, as we've talked about, is directly mirroring the language of Hitler. Well, according to CBS's poll, this is something that Republican voters absolutely support, that sort of language. Take a look. Agree with Trump, all voters, 47%, 81% of primary voters in the Republican Party. Disagree with Trump, 53% of all voters, 19% of Republican likely voters disagree with Trump in saying something that is just right out of mind comp. That's the situation that we're in. We've talked about how in some polls, 60 plus percent of Republicans believe the election was stolen. Now, interestingly, like 50% of that group admit they don't have evidence of it. Okay. Um, wild. But a massive portion buying into this core part of Trump's deceit when it comes to our election systems, just because Trump's saying it, his allies are echoing it in the media. And obviously, the poll I'm about to show you is the biggest endorsement of Trump's anti-democratic behavior from the Republican voters, the biggest endorsement of his wild and dangerous second term platform Um and that is as follows. CNN reports, former President Donald Trump looks to be on the verge of a historic victory in the Iowa caucuses. The final poll from Iowa's premier pollster and Seltzer has Trump at 48%, followed by former South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley at 20% and Florida Governor Ron Santis at 16%. And this is a super important poll that comes out each election year in relation to the Iowa caucus. So 48%, half of the Republican Party in Iowa and Iowa is supposed to be one of the places where the other candidates can make some moves, are probably going to do better than they'll do in a lot of the other states. And still, half of the Republican Party, after everything we've gone over over the course of the last years, again, Trump trying to block peaceful transfer power, him being a civilly liable rapist, him saying that his former top general should be executed, him calling for the termination of the Constitution, saying the government should come down hard on media outlets he doesn't like, all these things and they support him there's other options that still i wouldn't like but they're not trump but they're not going to go with that they're going to go with trump and some of them are explicitly saying let's have a dictator others are just passively okay with that really scary make sure you're subscribed to the youtube channel